How you doing? Long time no see. Yeah, that's um, that's for me. That's not for you. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the obligatory end of the year slash start of the year reflection, and I'm also gonna try to set the tone, set a blaze a trail for the year 2023 for the Peace of Mind podcast. For those of you who listened to my first episode about a year ago and then never listened to an episode again, you're dead to me. <laughs> um, no, not really. Like, appreciate everyone. Appreciate all of you. I have... I, I was honestly going into this with so few expectations and it's kind of I laugh at myself all the time in a good way you know just like why did I choose to talk about that or, or, or why did I say that or why did I don't know I don't know but the amount of people in my life or like on the outskirts of my life like people that you know but don't like associate with way more people than I expected had something to say about my podcast. And it was so, so rewarding. And so that's how I want to start this year with that feeling in mind, that feeling of being able to touch someone in a way without actually being in their life. And for me, that's that's through language, that's through spoken word, and that's through sharing my thoughts. And this past year, I've done a lot of, you know, new things, and not just related to the podcast, but in my personal life, I've done things that I had not expected to do. And gradually, I've come closer to the to an understanding of what my voice is and not just in the literal sense of me talking right now but in the way that everyone expresses differently and all my life I've looked at you know people who can draw or paint or do medium art and then people who can sing or play instruments these people have fascinated me and I've always had feelings of jealousy and longing and you know why can't I do that and part of it is you know did my parents put me in classes when I was a kid? But another part is I, I, I truly believe now that different people are endowed with different strengths and those strengths manifest in different ways. And some people are extremely musical. They're extremely just fluid and, and, and you know, they can just get things. They find the most minute little things in music and and you can see that they're, passion for music bleeds into the way they interact with people it bleeds into the things that fascinate them same thing with art artists even like analysts like people who do computer programming like that's a form of expression where you you code things in your mind and you find these you know commands these inputs that create these outputs and that's really really cool and 
I've discovered through this partially, but also just through my other activities with school, etc., that talking and and deliberation and communication in this sort of medium where I'm just attack I'm, I'm attacking an idea with as many different words as I can to try to hone in on this meaning and some people are more poetic and are more abstract and they they say something and it has all these interpretations for me I love being able to directly communicate exactly how I feel about something and it's hard to do and it's almost, it's impossible to do let's to get something exactly right but the way I love doing that is in in this form and to hear people tell me that it works and that it's and that it's given them something is so it's such a good feeling it's so validating it's so i don't know i don't know i'm i'm like speechless when thinking about it because it's it's not a common thing i think for for strangers to comment on our lives now and people forget that like you know an, an attaboy or a compliment from someone who has nothing to do with you can mean more than those same words from people who are in your life all the time. Um, so yeah, I won't rant about that anymore, but that is <clears throat> kind of why I did this and why I'm doing this. And whenever you upload anything online, every platform has all these analytics and all these, you know, data that you can look through and see your audience and oh, grow your audience to this amount and then you can get this advertisement, etc. So I've found that there's a lot of things telling you that success is marked by viewership or ad revenue. And that's something that's weighed on me a little bit. And it's it's been kind of a, a decentivizer for really diving into the things that I want to talk about as frequently as I want to talk about them. Because I mean, the amount of days that I'm like writing notes down, like, oh, that would be cool. And then I never actually act on it. A lot of that is because of this weight that, you know, what's the point if people aren't listening? What's the point if people aren't engaging with it? But the point isn't to get it to as many people as possible. The point is to have those interactions of, hey, this was really cool to hear and like, keep doing what you're doing from even just one person, even just one person can make it worth it. And that same feeling happens, I think, with musicians and people who are trying to get their music off the ground. I mean, you do what you want to do in the way you want to do it, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't always get people to listen and turn and look. And that's what we've been conditioned to think is the ideal. That's that's the goal. But it's it's really not. There's just so much of it now, and it's hard to get those looks, and it's hard to get the the viewership. But, I mean, if you think about musicians and poets and people of old times, like the amount of people they had to have as an audience was dramatically smaller. So they were happy with a lot less. And I think there's just, when the world is, when the sky's the limit, it's like, it's hard to be content with the little things. And so that's a, that's kind of a lesson that I've learned tangentially through this podcast where you know, it started off as something purely innocent and just me doing it for fun. And then it got weighed down a little bit by all the business side of it and the, and the potential for whatever. So I kind of want to rein back in this year and, and get back to why I started and talk about the things that really excite me. 
and talk about them in a way that isn't influenced by how people might think about it or how people might perceive it or react to it. So with that being said, I want to I want to tease some of the topics that I'm going to be hopefully talking about this year. And before I do that, um, I hope to have a lot of maturation with the way I use this podcast in the context of my personal, professional, academic life. This semester, I'll be doing my senior capstone project as well as an independent research project in and around uh, a lot of things in the environmental context, in the context of travel, global tourism. Um, And that research is still being set up. We're still in the early stages, but I am going to be working closely with a professor and there's an end goal of publication on a lot of these projects. So it's going to be one of some of the most involved academic work and some of the most rigorous academic work I've done throughout my time in school. And what's really, really cool is my professor is open to this idea of synthesizing my podcast platform with the research, interviewing uh, different people, scripting those interviews, possibly publishing those interviews. And just the, the opportunity that's kind of opened itself because of this platform, because of my sort of understanding of the platform and, and recording and, me, and all these different things, it's allowed me to explore academia in a different way. And I will hopefully be integrating a lot of those results this year, this spring, possibly into the summer. So the research itself is going to be about... Um, ecotourism and and how global travel can be more sustainable and how global travel can in turn make people think more sustainably can make people more aware of the things going on outside of their own little worlds in in either developing countries or developed countries who are innovating and creating and doing all these things differently than we are differently than you see in your immediate environment and and how travel can be a reminder that the world is so vast and so complex and the solutions to the same problems everyone's facing can look a myriad of different ways. And I'm going to be hopefully interviewing um, international university administrators, global travel reps, leaders in sustainability from nonprofits, small business owners in the area of like reduce, reuse, refill stores, um, and maybe even some people involved in like local urban farming. And hopefully those conversations can be recorded, um, but if not, I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking a lot about the results of those and the ideas that I get from those conversations in a, in a in my normal, less professional manner of, of speaking. But yeah, so I just wanted to share that, and I think that's something really exciting, just that I'm able to use this thing that I started for fun in a way that can, you know, further my personal and professional growth and I encourage everyone to find that thing and to, and to fuse it because, you know, nobody can tell you what the best way for you to go about something is. I think you got to kind of find it on your own. And by no means have I found it, but something that I threw at the wall hasn't fallen down yet. So that's really exciting. And I encourage you to look for something, whatever it may be, that has that same impact. But enough of the boring stuff. Topics, 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 topics that I have have written down and, and hopefully we'll be talking about throughout this year. 
Topic number one, it'll probably be the next episode. And this is something that I read recently in a book and beautifully encapsulated so many of like the kind of subtle thoughts and feelings I have about a lot of things. And that is the simple cyclical relationship between stories and reality. The stories we tell have the power to impact reality and reality itself informs the stories we tell. And that template can be applied to quite literally everything. So for example, what is science? Science is a story told about the objective reality of the natural world, of the physical world. And that story is accessible because humans are conscious and humans can peer into things. We can peer into the rings of a tree and tell the story of that tree's life, tell the story of the nutrients that tree took in and the, and the natural disasters that that tree withstood. Stories are everywhere, but they're not always accessible. Stories can shape the way people interact. Stories we tell about ourselves and that we tell about other people impact the way those people then move around in the environment and interact with other living people. And so that, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I will keep talking about it. But that is something that I'll probably be referencing in a lot of following episodes because it's just such a powerful concept and keeping that in mind can inform our thinking on so many things, whether it be political, romantic, social, psychological, spiritual, religious, like all these things, everything falls under this this kind of, I don't want to call it a rule, but stories and reality informing one another constantly, all the time, until the end of the universe. That's what will happen. Anyways, moving on, um, I wanted to talk about fitness a lot. I actually recorded like two hours of audio about fitness and I was I wasn't happy with the way it came out because I didn't feel like I had a full understanding of my own understanding and this year I'll hopefully be fleshing that out and talking about my personal journey with fitness and how I think fitness has been you know corrupted in in the modern context of it where we see things on TikTok and Instagram and and the news about all these diet tricks and fitness tricks and health tricks and it's like Nah, dude, all that, all that is bullshit. Most of it is bullshit. There's a lot of good people out there doing good things, but um, that's a topic I'm really excited about. Labeling. This kind of goes along with the stories and reality, but I had a really cool conversation with one of my good friends about labeling and labeling other people as certain things, labeling objects as good or bad, labeling behaviors as moral or immoral, labeling ourselves as, you know, stupid, cocky, prideful, all these things, and how labeling has such a powerful impact on your place in your environment, your place in your social circles, your place in the world. And that's a conversation that's already been had and recorded, but I've yet to upload it because I'm a chronic procrastinator. Anyways, that's one of my New Year's resolutions. Not really, because that shit will never change. But I also had another conversation with a current high school teacher talking about the current education system, relationships with students, the weight of an educator in knowing about the lives and difficulties of students and not having a, an ability to change their situations, only being able to watch and to do the best you can from a distance, which is a crazy concept, and I'm really excited about that. 
in the environmental context, because that is my degree. That is why I'm in thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. So you're going to be hearing more about it. Our perceptions of the environment impact the way we treat it. And the way we treat it impacts our perceptions, again, with the cyclical nature of, you know, behavior impacting reality, reality impacting behavior. So that's something I want to talk about. And then what was supposed to be a final project for school, but didn't have to happen because I'm awesome. I'm going to probably do an episode talking about like, if I could just be God for a day and like restructure society, how, how our relationship with the environment would look, how our relationship with nature would, would be and evolve. And that I'm really excited about, and it'll probably be super terrible, but (laughs) hopefully entertaining. And it'll hopefully make you think about a few things. I did a lot of work with food this semester, and I'm going to be critically analyzing food, asking the question, what is food in all its different ways? It is a, it's a source of energy. It's a means of, of building community. It's a means of, of control. Um, it's all these different things at once, all while being just something that grew out of the ground. And I think that's really fascinating. It's really, really important to talk about. In addition, I will be discussing generational divides I myself am blessed to have parents who are significantly older than me, um, 40 years at least to be precise. And what does 40 years do? What does 40 years do to the worldviews of two individuals? You know, I can have conversations with my parents about politics and spirituality and life and my own, my own growth and my own relationships and their pers- their perspectives are inaccessible to me, but my perspectives are inaccessible to them because I'm a youth in a time that they're not, and they were youths in a time that I was not alive. So this whole discourse that we see in the modern day of, you know, old people calling young people stupid and, and idealistic, and then young people calling old people, you know, stubborn and, and bigoted, it's all just hilariously laughable to me because it's such a natural order of things. It makes so much sense, yet we're so confused by it. But it's obvious. If I'm at the latter half of my life, I want things to stay the same so I don't have to worry about survival. If I'm at the beginning of my life, I'm looking at all the things that I can change to make the end of my life better. And it's so simple. It's so simple. And it's been that way probably forever, but we just pretend like it hasn't. So I'm going to talk about that and hopefully make you... um, believe what I believe, because that's what you should be doing all the time. Anyways, one of my favorite ones that I'm excited about is the dual planes of relationships that exist now in the digital era. So if I have a significant other, I have a significant other in real life, IRL, when we hang out. And then I also have a significant other at all times in my pocket that I could be neglecting, ignoring, bothering, annoying, probably the same thing. Um, you know, being disloyal to. So we have so many different avenues of relationships now. It's no longer you're together, you interact, you're apart, you don't interact. The potential for interaction with a significant other is near constant. If you're sleeping, doesn't matter. You could get woken up by a ringtone. All these things, how does that impact the way we hold relationships, the way we value relationships, the potency of love and in loving relationships. That I think is something that I haven't heard talked about enough. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it, duh, and fix everything, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, the illusion of continuity. What I want to do right now with my life probably won't be the same thing in a couple years from now because what I wanted to do four years ago has nothing to do with what I want to do now. And what I wanted to do eight years ago when I did my what do I want to do project freshman year of high school, I said I wanted to be a therapist. Hell no, I'm not going to freaking getting a psychiatric degree and then going to grad school and paying extra money for that. That's way out of my league. So, you know, things change. I mean, I'm kind of still therapizing in a form, but it's more so myself and maybe indirectly other people, hopefully fingers crossed. But yeah, the illusion of continuity where people get a degree, they go to school, it's like freshman year, like I'm getting a nursing degree because I'm going to be a nurse and no dig to nurses. Bless you guys. You're like amazing. But can you honestly tell me that when you decided to be a nurse, you had full confidence that you would always want to be a nurse in your professional life? No, at some point you're probably going to be like, dang, this sucks or this looks way better. So you could pick any career. I mean, someone who wants to be a professional sports player probably will change eventually once they realize that the odds of that are very, very slim. So being okay with with radical change in your life at all times, because the very essence of being alive, I'm saying this as if it's the truth, because it is. <laughs> Everything that is alive slowly changes until it dies. Sometimes it changes quickly and then dies quickly, which is, you know, it is what it is, but to we, we live in the modern era as if change is a bad thing, as if change is worrying, but it's like, how boring would life be if nothing changed? How freaking boring would it be? So critically analyze yourself and say, how bad is it that I am not going to be doing what I think I'm going to be doing? It keeps things spicy, keeps things you know behind the curtain. So eventually you're like, ooh, what's next in this chapter of my life? Boom, something totally unexpected. And you're going to be grateful for it, hopefully. And if you're not, I don't care. I'm over it. Anyways, uh, final topic that I have written down, but it's not going to be the final topic ever, is um, there's been a murder. Its name is Wonder, and the killer is Fax. You like how dramatized I made that? Um, so yeah, how does having a supercomputer in your pocket where you can look up the reasoning or explanation of anything at any time virtually destroy creativity and wonder? And how does that impact your learning style? How does that impact your ambition? How does that impact your career aspirations? How does that impact your relationship, uh, relationship pursuits and maybe emotional intelligence, all sorts of things. How does it impact everything? Because you know, I can't talk about one thing without talking about everything. <sighs> so yeah, that will be exciting. I'm very, very grateful for this past year. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I had. I'm grateful for the people that, that said words of support that didn't have to. And I'm grateful for the people that hopefully will in the future. And yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to say. This is a really cool medium for me. And I appreciate everyone that tunes in. And I appreciate the ability to even do this, to be able to talk about what I want freely without fear of, you know, being killed or maimed or made a social pariah. Not that I say anything that out of the box, but, you know, it's a it's a precious thing to be able to speak your mind. And, and I think that's something that, 
you know, we take for granted here in the U.S. at least, like not everyone can do this and not everyone can freely express. And I think that lies at the root of the human condition, not to get too deep or whatever, but freedom of expression, like that's why it's the first, first amendment, you know, like free speech. If anything is absolute, that should be absolute. You should be able to say and do whatever whatever you want, however you want to do it. And and if you say the wrong thing, you know, the, the other people that say the right thing will do justice unto you. I don't know why the hell that was relevant, but I just threw it in there for some reason. But anyways, we're coming up on 25 minutes. So statistics say that you probably have already stopped listening to this. If you have, thank you. And if you continue to, double thank you. And I really hope that I enjoy myself and that by extension, you enjoy listening. And with that, happy birthday to my brother, dearest Jamie, turning 24 today, January 5th. Maybe I'm planning on uploading this January 5th, but if I don't, happy birthday. Thank you again for a first year, and thank you for being part of the second. All the blessings to you. Appreciate every breath you have, and uh, I'll see you see whenever I see you, I guess. Okay, alright, bye-bye. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Alright, bye-bye.